Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else. Always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. And welcome along, late tea time potters out there. We are with you again on a Wednesday. We are with you with joy in our hearts. But we have a bit to talk about today. Canadian Open, which we'll get to in just a second. Victor Hovland, my mate, well done. Um, the first of many, hopefully, on the uh, US PGA Tour. If it is the US PGA Tour in the future, because we've had uh, all kinds of news over the last 24 hours, DT. We've spoken about Live, but we tried to, uh, on the late tea time podcast, we've try- tried to kind of shelve it a little bit, haven't we? because we neither of us are big fans of um kind of Saudi Arabia regime, etc. Live with all of that, sports washing, blah 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 blah. But yesterday golf was rocked and quite a few of the players from what I've read have been rocked by the news that everything's merging. Yeah, I mean there were two things, weren't there? The fact that it was merging, I mean, appeared the um arch enemy for the past couple of years, whatever it is. And then the fact that nobody knew, nobody told anyone. So it was just complete secret. And you got people like Terrell Hatton um, just sort of tweeting a gif. I think it was an American football, sort of knocking someone into someone else and go, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, everybody blindsided by it. Um, I think everybody was waiting to hear what Rory McIlroy would say because he, he was the one, wasn't he? He had fought you know, on the PGA Tour's behalf. Almost yeah. too much, really. And uh, I don't know if you've se- have you seen his interview today. I don't know if you. I seen haven't it. actually. No, I missed that. What's he? What's he come out with? Well, there's two. There's two things. Then because you can look at the words, the, the transcript is there, so you can read through it. But then you also want to look at his body language. And to be honest, there was a, a lot of people when it came out were saying, "Well, you know, don't back him with any money this week. His head will be all over the place." And I thought he'd be furious because mm. it seems to be a complete U-turn. Um, I thought 
it was just a bit exasperated. It didn't look as bad as I thought. It looked like kind of resigned to the fact that this was going to happen. He didn't know it was going to happen. He only got the phone call kind of when everyone else did. But I think he had an inkling it might be going that way. I think that's what we can glean. So I think he'd braced himself. But he kept saying, um, if he take he kept saying, if I take myself out of this, um, it's my Rory accent, then he can sort of see it slightly differently. I thought I was, I thought I was Colin Montgomery. Anyway, sorry. Sure, sure. Sure. Um, no. Uh, if they take Padre Harrison, yeah. No. <laughs> um if it this was is a serious subject detail. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um <laughs> Where was I? Yeah, he was saying, if Rory, if he removes himself from what's going on, he can sort of see the bigger picture. Mm. Just because he's right in the middle of it, I think he's trying to think a bit outside. Because I, I I saw a lot of stuff yesterday, because people, as as always with stuff like this, big news, you get all the people trying to make jokes on Twitter, et cetera. Isn't it? And, but there was a couple of things which rang true a little bit. That If I'd been Rory, um, Tiger, whoever, who had basically stayed loyal to the USPGA tour, had ba- you know turned down the so-called fortunes to go to the Live Tour. Effectively, the likes of Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau and Co. have gone off, taken bags and bags of cash, and then now they're going to be back in the fold with everybody else having done a year's work for it. Well, it's whether there'll be some sort of balancing of the books, and that those who stayed loyal will get sort of recompensed a little bit. Rory was asked that, and he thinks they should be. How you go about doing that, I don't know. Well, we stayed loyal, Dave. So what do we get? I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. A balloon, a pen. Small <laughs> point pen, yeah. Yeah, I will do. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't want to get, don't want to make this into a sort of, you know, podcast about that, but we are here for the betting. But certainly from a betting point of view, it was interesting just to see Rory's uh, state of mind. I, it certainly wasn't as bad as I thought, and yet... Um, I don't know. I think it might sort of hit him in waves. I, I, I wouldn't be rushing out to back him this week, even though he's the two-time defending champion mm. at um, at the Canadian Open. I just think that you know, there's everyone will want a word. I, mean, I know he's done his official press conference, but there's still a lot of fallout that will come his way. So yeah, I don't think it's the week to back him. Just um, two questions before we move on to the Canadian Open and the odds, etc. And you can answer these as long as it could be one word, or it could be a, a full a full answer. But in in reality, how is this going to work? DP World Tour, Live Tour, USPGA Tour, all separate entities at the moment. How does it work in 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 reality moving forward? If they if they are merged and, and working um, as one homogenous unit, and is this good or bad for golf? Well, uh, there's a lot of people saying this is good for golf because it's merged and it's all under you know. It's all come together and all this sort of litigation has been removed and, and all that. Um, I mean, is this going to be a world tour now? Is this just a world tour where well, everything... I mean, they'll, they'll have to work out a schedule, won't they? And I don't know that whether they'll sprinkle elements of some of the bits from living, like a team play, but team play... I mean, the, the thing with live, I mean, why it's happened. Basically, live wasn't working, was it? As much as people were pretending everyone yeah. was living it. No, no one was bothered, really, apart from a few people. So you, you saw the little um, things on, on on Twitter saying, "Look at the crowd here," and it was yeah. basically one stand with about twenty people in it. But they'd only taken those twenty people. Yeah, and I know there was more than that. Yeah, there were people yeah. attending those events, but you can but had, make crowds yeah. look bigger than they are, can't you? 
I mean, yeah, Donald I mean, Trump did that in his inauguration, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it hadn't, it hadn't taken off and it wasn't going to take off, was it really? So I think the kind of the Saudis realised that. So what can you do next? Um, unless this was the plan all along, you'd you know, divide and, and then bring everyone together. But from the PGA Tour's point of view, I just think, how do they turn down all that money? At the end of the, the big takeout is money wins, doesn't it? Money wins. Yeah. And what can you yeah. do about it? Absolutely does. Absolutely does. Anyway, we'll move on from that. I'm sure there'll be other things. Uh, yeah, to rather talk than saying money wins, we want to say let's win some money. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Gavino is with us, and he says, Morikawa summed it up great. We thought Monday was the, the longest day in golf. And um, that was Morikara's uh, perspective on it. And he's also asking, have you got a G-Mac impression? Oh, that's a hard one because he's got one of those you, weird, Work on that for next week. Work on that for next week American. for Gavino and uh, see if we can come back with a G-Mac impression. He has got, impression a, he has got a couple of phrases, hasn't he? Uh, that, that are said in like a sort of cod transatlantic accent. Oh, I know. When, it, when he hit the... Um, when he won the US Open at Pebble Beach in 2010, he, he hit his drive. He was leading. He hit his drive. And he was heading towards a tree down the right of 18, and he went, catch your brick, like that. It's just <laughs> the most sort of laboured, catch your brick. And it did um, catch what, your break. And, and finally on the live thing, what would be Roy Hodgson's opinion on this? <laughs> well, I thought it was quite, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just anyway. for Roy Hodgson. <laughs> anyway, we'll do a full podcast of DT's yeah. uh, Man of Money Voices um, as we uh, as we move forward on the uh, Late Tea Time podcast. But let's get into what we actually really are here for, and that is obviously the golf um, this week, which is the Canadian Open. There it is. It's flashed hey. onto the screens. The uh, the current prices um, appearing on the screen as well. And Rory McIlroy, who we've just spoken about there, is the favourite, Dave. Um, five to one, as I saw this morning. Tyrrell Hatton, who you've mentioned, 12 to one. Sam Burns, 14s. Matt Fitzpatrick, Four teams, Cameron, Cameron Young, 16s. Corey Connors is up there just in rows around about the 18 to 1 mark as well. Shane Larry and Tommy Fleetwood next in line, and the, the others are bigger. Um, in terms of the, uh, I mean, we're talking about Rory, ruling Rory out of the equation. Um, that price, yeah. But, uh, and I, I know exactly what you mean because he has been one of the poster boys of the non-live move, movement, hasn't he? So he's he's got to be affected mentally a, a bit by that. But um, it affects all of them, though, doesn't it? Really, in a way, well, it's going to be yeah. going to yeah. be pretty much at the end of every round. They're going to be asked about their golfing experiences of that day, but then they're going to be asked about live next, aren't they? It's going to be the second question to everybody. Yeah, and I, I, I do like the angle of um, the, the mental angle in, in this situation because the, the player I'm going to pick first, and I've got a couple of lines in for him, go above that green Canadian open sign, um, Tommy Fleetwood, because I don't think Tommy Fleetwood um, has been particularly bothered by live in terms of, he just sort of went, eh, they went to live. Good, you know, if they want to do that, go. He wasn't sort of fighting a cause. He was just sort of go over his head a little bit. 
They had the um, players meeting yesterday, didn't they, where they were all taking on the um, USPGA Tour Supremo and saying, why don't you tell us what's happening? Yeah. We want you out kind of thing. Apparently, Tommy Fleetwood didn't go to that meeting. He was just practicing his, uh, his yeah. shots. Yeah. yeah, and um, it's that, that's, that doesn't surprise me. I went back to find some quotes that he'd said at the time. I think he was on another podcast, and he just sort of, he was very laissez-faire about it. He just sort of, well, they want to do that, they can. Um, I think he called all the sort of litigation in the series sort of a bit silly. So he wasn't yeah. invested in protecting some brand like Rory was. So I think this news will impact on him just sort of uh, whatever. I think he'd be more worried about what Everton are going to do in the transfer window, to be honest, and, than um, all that kind of stuff. So there's that thing. I think he'll be one of the those least affected by all the shenanigans. But then, and this is perhaps a, a, a better one. So uh, Jeff Feinberg on Twitter, he's a great one to follow. Um, G Feinberg 17 it is, but just Jeff Feinberg. He's, I don't know, we must have just sort of um, followed each other. Can you hear that? They're coming to get me, I think. What's um, that? Some sirens outside. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Jeff, Jeff's a top bloke. He's Canadian, so this is his home open. So we've... We've always exchanged stuff on on Twitter, really top fellow. And he's there, he's there on the ground. So obviously, um, for me, that's red rag to a bull, isn't it? Come on, Jeff, what's happening? Um, so he, he's been tweeting quite a lot, Jeff, um, over the last few days. And then I did uh, message him earlier just to sort of see what was going on. Um, basically saying, give me the winner, Jeff, now. <laughs> and he said, um, uh, I'll read you some of the, the things uh, that he said, he said, the course is playing harder than I ever expected. Uh, myself and anyone familiar with the property couldn't have seen it coming. So I think they really have kind of not tricked it up, but certainly made it a tougher test uh, for the pros. He said, the caddies I've spoken to seem to think 13 to 16 under okay. uh, will win. So not a birdie fest um, that it could have been, but also not like super hard. Um you know, that's sort of not, you're not going to be winning it with five under. Um, he's got a mate, um, a caddy uh, who's uh, actually with one of the players, with Sung Young Nol, the uh, Korean this week, and he he, he thought minus fifteen. So again, uh, that seems to be the number. Um, then he did follow Jeff. Did follow Tommy Fleetwood. So I obviously wanted to pick his brains about that. And Jeff said, I did follow Tommy on the front nine this morning and he played the six hole I watched perfectly, birded one and two and then made par on the really tough stretch between three and six. Then I left him to go and see Rory's press conference. Well, you fair dues because uh, I think everybody wanted a, a front seat at that. So all the stuff, I mean, I like Tommy Fleetwood. I think he's been playing really well yeah. uh, over the last few months, just not getting that first PGA Tour win, but say Rory's distracted, other players are distracted. I think the door is a bit open here for Tommy Fleetwood and, and getting that idea that, you know, he's, he's playing well and Jeff's seen him playing well. Normally we don't know stuff like that. I think you've got yourself a bet at about 22s. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, I've noticed him in the uh, in the final knockings of tournaments a lot more recently than he had, had a bit of a slump, didn't he, Tommy Fleetwood? Yeah. Uh, his best price, 25 to 1, but that's with Bet365, which is only for five places on the each way terms. Um, you can get eight places, um, even 10 if you go with Coral. 
Um, but that is for more like the 20s, 22 mark. So are we going to go for a few more places and get the yeah, yeah. places at 22 to 1? I think that's the best sort of balance there to yeah. do that, yeah. So uh, Tommy Fleetwood goes on the uh, late yeah, come on, time Tommy. podcast yeah. betting slip. He's only, play, to, he's only played this tournament once before Tommy Fleetwood and he was six, so that, that adds a, another layer of well, confidence. Right. Yeah, that, that, that'll, that'll take us there. That'll take us there. Yeah. This is Late Tea Time. The last word in golf betting with James Butler and Dave Tindall. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So uh, Tommy Fleetwoods, the more relaxed. Uh, it's not like he doesn't care. He's just getting on with it, isn't he? Uh, yeah. But um, the uh, that's your first pick. Is there anything else? Uh, well, the second one, yeah, the second one's a bit quirkier. But um, I've got this thing that um, when I go to a golf tournament, the, the first player I see on the property... I will back to win because it, it happened once and I'm a fool. So I thought it always works. It was David <laughs> Tom's at the, um, this, this, thought, is, this <laughs> is just like, what, what yeah, is this? It's my way in. It's We've my got way you in. on this for your expertise yeah. and this is where you're taking us. There's more science uh, to come <laughs> behind it later. Um, yeah. So this was David Tom's at Atlanta Athletic Club in 2001, USPG. I was lucky enough to go to that. And I, and when I got, on site, I went, oh, look, there's David Toms. And um, the course was really long that that year. I think it was about 7,500 yards, which back then was, like, massively yeah. long. Lo and behold, David Toms goes and wins the tournament. And I, I thought, oh, wow, I'm going to do that every time. So for a, for a bit of a laugh, I said to Jeff Feinberg, I said, who was the first player you saw? And then, maybe not surprisingly, it was a Canadian, Adam Hadwin, Okay. So I told so I told him my little um, David Tom story, um, and he laughed. But he also said, "Hmm." Then again, uh, Adam Hadwin could plot and wedge his way here beautifully. So the rough is up. So I think if you're driving it straight, that's good. Adam Hadwin hits it straight. Adam Hadwin is a good wedge player, so that's good. Um, and then we've got um, Adam Hadwin. How's he been playing? Well, he was. He was runner-up against another Canadian, so with another Canadian, Nick Taylor in the uh, Zurich Classic. And then since then, he's sort of been throwing in good rounds. Like at the Byron Nelson, he had three rounds of 67, um, but wasn't quite near enough. And a 17 round two, which got him to 34. He did okay in a PGA. Um, first and final rounds of 70, which was good on that course, 40th. And then they interviewed him as well, and he did say he feels like he's close to something happening. Um, in this event, some they've got a bit of a mixed record, the Canadians, in in this event. Um, Corey Connors, for example, used to just miss the cut every year, but um, he got it better last time. But Adam Hadwin's done better. I mean, if you look at his last uh, eight rounds in this event, that it's between 66 and 70. One of those took him to sixth place in 2019. He was 35th last year. But he's one of the sort of more consistent ones in front of his home crowd. 
so I think an Adam Hadwin with like a top 10 on his last start would be a lot shorter than he is. He's 45 think, to 1. Yeah. So well, that's, the, that's the best with the places. 45 to 1, eight places with William Hill. Yeah, I could see him running into a place here. And who knows? Yeah. And he, can, he can win. But um, yeah, normally the certain events people like to back Adam Hadwin in because he's got a good record. I think that that one... Um, the Humana Challenge, which has got about eight different names. Uh, I forget what it's called now. Um, the American Express, I think, on the, on the West Coast of California. He's got a brilliant record in that. Um, but as I say, when he's playing well, he, he could have been going off here at 33s, say, 28s, if he was really in good form. Hmm. But when he was interviewed, he sounded like that form isn't far away. He just can't quite put four rounds together. But... I've got a thing about the Canadians this week. In 2020 and 21, this event was called off because of the, the pandemic. So that was like, oh, that's unlucky. Last year, it was going up against the very first live event. So like the eyes yeah. of the golf world had been diverted. So we get to this week thinking at last we can just, and no, and then it all kicks off again. So I just got a feeling the Canadian players will want to sort of pull the focus back a little bit. Um so Adam Hadwin, yeah, he, he's one who I'd always have a look at in this event, um, especially given the fact that he's, you know, he's finished six here on his penultimate start. And just when he was interviewed, although he admits he doesn't know the course, well, he, he did say from what he's seen and heard, it is similar to other Canadian Opens. He's played tree line, sort of thick rough. Mm. Uh, so I, I quite liked his chance at a price that was okay. You mentioned the Canadian Open being sort of sidetracked, live, and then, you know, COVID. At least this one probably takes more media people to the event, doesn't it, than possibly usual? So well, least- yeah, I mean, who who is the golfer that you would most want to speak to about what's just happened? Yeah. Rory McIlroy, he's here. He's bang on site at the Canadian Open. So, yeah, um, it kind of does go that way. And, yeah, it, it's kind of – there'll be a lot of press – turning up in Canada that might not have been there before. So, yeah. Just, just, just to finish on the live thing, somebody else that's also been possibly uh, stabbed in the back a little bit is um, Greg Norman, isn't it, From by all accounts? He, he was basically coming back at Rory recently saying, well, I'm going to be with Liv forever kind of thing. And uh, apparently just, he's got no, yeah, he's, about that. Yeah. He's, he's got no uh, role in the, um, in the new uh, regime at all. So he's basically just kind of bye-bye, Greg. Thanks for... Thanks for the last year kind of thing. Yeah, well, you know, what, live by the sword, is it? Yeah, live, live by the, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. so it's going to be a sharp in there that I can't think of. It's, it's going to be, I was trying to think of a sharp joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, we, it's going to be really interesting, isn't it, over the next uh, few months, how this all shapes up and the kind of, there was all the news yesterday. There's going to be all of the kind of reaction over the next few days, but then it's the real thing about how it all shakes it up and what, what the, the fallout of it all actually really means. I yeah. Guess, I mean, we'll obviously, the next few weeks. obviously we've got the U S open next week. So mm. all the kind of, we're not virtually all of the live players that are any good. Um, will be there mixing in amongst everyone else. So there should be some interesting conversations. I mean, clearly some friendships have been broken. Others have, have endured it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all going to just sort of unfold to see where we lie with it all. 
and, and Bryce and, and Brooks have got a little bit closer together as well, haven't they? As a result of being together at Live and at least that siege mentality alongside each other. But the uh, yeah, yeah. Man, that's an interesting angle, isn't it? Because you got the feeling that Brooks and maybe Patrick Reed were had that siege mentality, and that might be fueling them. Now they've sort of come together. Does that inner age sort of burn as, as strongly? I don't know. Yeah, that's going to be. You see, yeah, people get driven by different things. Don't they? Everybody's different. That's the beauty of human beings, isn't it? It's going to be interesting to see how everybody. How yeah, what, what, you can also. I like the way you looked at Rory in the that it's kind of not just what he's saying, but it's how he looks about it as well. Because everybody can come out and give yeah. the platitudes. It's it's. Do you look uncomfortable doing that? Do you actually just look pissed off, or actually do you look happy? Yeah, um, I, I thought he'd look. He'd be wearing the look of a haunted man who's just sort of woken up in like in a nightmare. But mm. it's as I say, he just sort of he gave considered answers. I mean, he did actually say, "I hate live." So he. You know, he wasn't just sort of trotting out, yeah. you know, banal cliches. It, it, you know, it gave it a really rounded um, kind of response to it all. But the overall feeling I got from it was a kind of, what do you do? Because it's sort of like money, isn't it? Money talk. That was, that's the worst Rory McIlroy impression I have yeah. ever heard. Uh, that wasn't meant to be Rory McIlroy. <laughs> be clear. Anyway, more impressions from DT next week, I promise. And uh, we also, as he said, got the US Open next week as well, as Matt Fitzpatrick tries to defend the title he won with that famous bunker shot from on the, uh, um, that was kind of his most famous shot of all time, isn't it, to get him his yes. first major. Um, so we've got that next week. Of course, we'll be with you for the preview. We'll be with you in between rounds as well. Um, as it's a major. So four podcasts next week as we have the uh, US Open. So gamble responsibly, everybody. Um, enjoy the golf. Enjoy reading up about all the live shenanigans and everything else that's going on. And uh, myself and DT, we'll see you again around about the same time next week. Cheers, DT. Cheers, James. And uh, cheers to you all. See you next week. Always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.